this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Let's go. I, I need it. Let's hear it. When was the last time you got so hot you just jumped in the pool? Well, a horse in Florida did that and then got stuck. Oh. Firefighters had to come in with heavy machinery and hoist the horse out of the pool. You never know when you're a, a first responder what you're going to face on a given day. <laughs> hey, babe, what happened at work today? Well, a horse got stuck in an above ground pool. So we had to hoist it out. It was, and they had the, the machinery would only go so high. Mm-hmm. So someone had to lift the legs over. And the front, the front legs went real easy. And the back legs, they were like, Ugh. they just couldn't. And I was worried if they were concerned they were going to get kicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. Mm, yeah. I would have been like, okay, I got I got the front. <laughs> <laughs> you guys secure the back. I've done the hard part. <laughs> I'll pet the horse's head while right. the rest of you get the legs. I'll hold the carrot. And I, I'll talk baby legs. talk. Hi, little horsey. It's okay. We're going to dry you off. Coming up, what's the weirdest pregnancy craving you've ever had? What's the oddest pregnancy craving you've ever had? Close to 90% of moms in a recent survey said they had weird food cravings while they were pregnant. A few of the strangest cravings were pickles and cheese, (laughs) sardines with ketchup, ugh, and one woman who couldn't stop eating peanut butter and marshmallow sandwiches with five layers of bread. (laughs) Now, one of the funniest things from the survey to me is women who crave seasonal foods that are hard to find. So picture it's June and your husband is driving around looking for a pumpkin pie for you. (laughs) So you just got to have one. 47% of moms said they had cravings like that that were seasonal, but in the wrong season. (laughs) Pickles and cheese doesn't seem weird to me. At all. I'm I have not that a, on sandwiches all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was going to say everybody's ever ordered a hamburger, they <laughs> or a cheeseburger. Yeah. It always comes with pickles and pickles. Mm-hmm. And I've cheese, never but. eaten the two things all alone though. Right. It's always been on a sandwich. Wrap a dill pickle in a craft single. I'm sure, it's delicious. <laughs> we should talk about that. What are some weird pregnancy cravings you or your better half had while pregnant? I'd love to hear from you. All right, we want to hear about your weird, crazy pregnancy cravings. Stuff that you had to, had to, had to have when you were pregnant. Hey, Jan, it's Kevin and Taylor. So you wanted to weigh in on weird pregnancy cravings? Uh, yes, that my my husband actually had. I was, um, <laughs> he did? It was about 3 o'clock in the morning, give or take an hour or so. And I was sound asleep, of course. And he was gently shaking my shoulder. Are you awake? Are you awake? I said, well, I, I said, no, I wasn't. And he said, will you make me a peanut butter and jelly and bologna sandwich? I went, yeah, no. Make it yourself. <laughs> You're the one who's making a baby inside your body, and he's the one who's got the cravings. So how about you? What did you or your better half have a weird craving for when you were pregnant? Hey, Kate, we're swapping stories about weird pregnancy cravings. Uh, what did you have a craving for when you were pregnant? Yeah, you know the Country Time Lemonade Mix Powder? Yeah. I would just dip strawberries into that. <laughs> Strawberry <laughs> lemonade. That yeah, actually sounds kind of good. It was, it was very sour, but it was so good. That's what you need. You had to have that. For some reason, I remember Tracy wanted hot wings 
Interesting. But you know what? That's not that different from any other times. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, don't know that it was technically a pregnancy craving. It's funny you say that because, Katie, I was going <laughs> to ask you, do you ever eat strawberries dipped in country lemonade mix anymore? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you and Tracy should Ever get together, since, uh, have strawberries and country time lemonade and some hot wings. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> So one of my daughters, Amber, she is a proud college graduate. She graduated college in in just about three and a half years. She graduated early. But sometimes she looks back on her college years and goes, why why did I spend all that money? And she said, Dad, I'm making a meme. And it's going to be, I spent four years of my life and a lot of money in college to become a professional emailer, a a professional hounder, did you get my email, and a professional reminder. As I said in my previous email, (laughs) four years of college is spending your day sending nothing but emails, and they usually say something like that. All right, there is a rite of passage with owning an apartment or a home, and it is cleaning. You gotta clean it. And uh, there's, (laughs) there's something interesting when it comes to keeping our homes clean. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So the other day, my sister was doing some cleaning on the weekend, and I was like, oh, man, I just finished all my cleaning because I had an overnight guest. Too bad for you. And she's like, yeah, it's been forever. And so we were sending each other, like, hilarious cleaning gifts and stuff. (laughs) Well, this would make her really depressed if I had told her this while she was cleaning. Do you know the average home is only, quote, completely clean for 11 days of the year? No kidding. That's it. I mean, it makes sense. You live there. How can it stay clean? There's Christmas people Eve. and pets and kids. Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Easter Eve. Exactly. And they say that um, we spend six actual days or 144 hours of our lives every year cleaning hmm. our house. So, yeah, maybe we should just all not like lower our standards. <laughs> So I have a big question for our listeners because I know nothing about fashion. My sister and I were trying to answer this question the other night. I'll tell you what it is in just a minute. So I have a question for our listeners because I know nothing about fashion. My sister Rhoda and I were trying to figure out the other night what kind of jeans are in right now. And here's what led to that Mm -hmm. question. She had a couple pair of jeans hanging over the like the railing of their upstairs balcony, you know, like when you go up the stairs, there's a little railing there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, somebody got new jeans because the tags are on it. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, no, those are one of the many clothes that I've bought my daughters and they never wore. <laughs> and I said, oh, wow. I said, this, this looks kind of like mom jeans. Are these in right now? She goes, I don't know. I said, I thought I saw some people wearing some the other mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And she's like, try them on. They're all yours if they fit. Yeah. And so at first I had a, I had a dress on. So you could just put jeans on, you know, right underneath your dress. So I was like, at first I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to button it. (laughs) And then I get them buttoned and I'm like, do you have a mirror anywhere? And my niece, Ava, had a full length mirror in her bedroom. And we go in there and I kind of hike up the dress like it's Mm -hmm. the length of a shirt. Yeah. And we're looking and we just start laughing. They looked so bad on me. They were the mom (laughs) jeans. And it was horrible. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) So needless to say, I didn't get to keep the free jeans. You're talking about jeans and uh, you tried on a pair of, you call them mom jeans and wondering what kind of jeans are in, what kind of jeans are out. I have the answer to your question, Taylor. Oh. Right now in this season, anything goes. Whatever, That's what I was thinking. Whatever kind of jeans you like to wear. Yeah, there was some lady on one of those shows, like the Today Show or something like that, and she was talking about what jeans are in. And she's saying, if you like the flare, low, low-waisted low flare look, go for it. If you like you the like mom, mom jeans, jeans, go for it. The ones that are coming roaring back, though, are they call them like 90s jeans, where they're they're 
tight around the waist, and then as they get down to the leg, they get they're not they're not like bell bottoms or flare leg, but they just are they're wider leg. They look oh, kind of like oh, that baggy might have been the pair I tried on the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had a few little like hints at a rip. Yeah, but, right. Oh, I looked and so then bad. They're usually, usually they're about. A half an inch to an inch shorter than, like, they look almost like flood pants. Yes, yeah. that's what I was trying on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I could have had a free pair of in jeans if they cool only pants. looked okay. You just had to walk around like this. Well, no, I, I got them on, but they looked horrible on me. They were I, I, not right. flattering. I got them on, but it took the jaws of life to get them off. <laughs> Taylor, I read a story. It's a true crime story, and this is like something you would expect to see in a movie. There was a guy who worked as a... Uh, um, a, a janitor at a, a art museum in Germany. Okay. And he replaced priceless works of art with copies and then sold the priceless works no of art way. to, yeah, to finance his extravagant lifestyle. Everyone's wondering why does, why does the maintenance guy have a Rolls Royce? Why does the maintenance guy take these fabulous trips? It's because <laughs> he didn't he's, hide his wealth. <laughs> he stole the artwork, replaced it with copies, sold it, and then lived high off the hog. And I assume because we're talking about him, he finally got nabbed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he he got caught. He didn't get away with it. <laughs> wow. Okay, I can't believe I'm finally going to admit this, but since you mentioned this guy that sounded like a Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. I got into a podcast and it was the most crazy, wild story. I was obsessed. I couldn't wait till the next episode. I finished it. I'll tell you what it is and what I got into in just a minute. So I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but I got into a podcast that a friend of mine told me about and it was so riveting. I would just be like running in the woods going, oh, no, say it ain't so. What was it? It's called... Scamanda, and it's about a real woman named Amanda mm-hmm. who pretended that she had cancer for financial gain. Mm. I mean, she pulled this off oh, for awful. like in different cities. She would move and and pull it off again. Mm. She made up posts where she looks like she's getting treatment at the hospital, mm. um, and it was all fake. And the way they, I'm not going to spoil because I'm not a spoiler, but the way they unravel the truth and finally get the word out like Mm -hmm. this is not real. It's the whole thing is mind blowing. It has like the psychological aspects of why would someone do this? Mm -hmm. It has the how in the world would you pull something like that off? Mm. It is fascinating. I'm so embarrassed to admit to you. I got totally hooked. (laughs) It's so funny. The other day, um, we were trying to scramble something up for dinner. Like, what in the world are we going to eat? And I came up with an idea. And this has never happened in my life. My husband pretty much took over the kitchen. I was Mm. like, who are you? I'll tell you what happened in just a minute. So I don't know about you. um, I'm a little different than Kevin's wife, Tracy, who's a gourmet cook. I mean, self-trained. But she cooks gourmet for Kevin every night. She says it's her love language and the way to a man's heart. Me? Not so much. It's like, (laughs) are we going to have throw some salmon burgers on the grill or have some frozen pizza? Or am I going to finally make a recipe? And so the other night I was so like just at my wits end of what in the world are we going to eat? We decided we'll just have breakfast for dinner. I'll make some scrambled eggs. (laughs) And so I start like making them. And then this boat motor thing I wanted to use to like make them real fluffy. Okay. It didn't work. And my husband's in the other room. He's like, what was that? And I'm like, I think my boat <laughs> motor is dead. 
So he comes in the kitchen and he completely takes over and he acts like he is the only man in the universe that can make the most perfect scrambled eggs. I'm like, but you've never made me scrambled eggs before. And we start having this argument. I'm like, oh, you chop them a lot. I like more like chunky, fluffy pieces Mm. and you just keep chop, chop, chopping. Mm -hmm. But he stayed. I just backed off. I'm like, fine. If you want to make dinner, great. And so he made the eggs and they were fine. But he will fight me to the grave that he makes the best scrambled hmm. eggs. Okay, so this guy stops at a drive through gets himself a nice little meal. He's chowing down on his fries while he's driving down the road. Starts choking. Starts Uh-oh. like having a, a choking incident. Passes out behind the wheel. What could be worse, right? I'll tell you what could be worse. And thank God everybody's okay. You pass out. The car drives off the road and through a rental car center. Like into a rental car place, oh, no. crashes through the window. They come out and the guys like pass out in the front seat. They perform the Heimlich on him. They get him going okay. And they're like, what happened? He goes, like, last thing I remember, I was eating my fries. Where am I? <laughs> How crazy is that? Man, maybe we shouldn't eat behind the wheel. Right? Guy just wanted, just wanted to have some fries. And the fact, to me, it's absolutely miraculous they needed the Heimlich because they must have seen the food. Because normally when you see someone passed out in, in first aid, you don't know that it's like <coughs> like there's something down in there. Yeah, That's, yeah, that, yeah. He is a walking miracle. If you had a secret to sell someone, who would you confide in other than your dog? How you answer <laughs> that may depend if you're a man or a woman. In a new poll, men are more likely to tell secrets to their other half or a parent, while mm. women are more likely to confide in a friend or a sibling. The answers were super similar when they asked a different question. Who are you most likely to talk to first when you have a personal problem? Hmm. When asked who knows you the best, close to half of us answer our other half. Totally spouse for me. Would it be spouse for you? It'd be spouse. Yeah. But for women, it was more, it was best friend or sibling. And then I, I think we all have that friend. They'll talk to anyone who will listen. (laughs) (laughs) Is there no filter? You're telling everyone this? (laughs) Is there a dream job for you coming up? If you waved a magic wand, I think this would probably be a dream job for most of us. So what pops in your mind when I ask, do you have a dream job? This may be yours now that you know it exists, because I know it's mine. There's a couple, they're billionaires and they're looking for a full-time nanny for their dogs. <laughs> it pays $130,000 a year. And what? you don't have any living expenses. You get to live with the family in London. <clears throat> yeah, the ad reads, seeking an exceptional and highly experienced dog nanny to provide top-tier care for their two beloved dogs. Someone at the top of their field who can ensure that overall their overall well-being, happiness, and safety of their dogs. And not only do you live with the family in London, so you can just pocket all that money. I don't know if your food is included, but your housing is. Mm-hmm. But you have to go with them on international trips. Wow. Oh, Balva. Okay. Guys. Isn't that an awesome job? No. No. I want it. No. Buyer beware. Because think about this. If they're willing to spend how much? $130,000 a year mm-hmm. for somebody to watch their dogs, those people are not high maintenance in any way, shape, or form. They're going to be a nightmare. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm up for no. it. No. What? I can put what? up with a lot. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi, dog people. I'm uniquely qualified. 
because I have to hang with Kevin every day. I didn't say that. That's I did not say job. that. Those are your well, words, gonna not mine. My, I'm going to withhold my compliment. I was going to say I already have my dream job, but fine. Go be a dog sitter. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) How can I get in this much trouble and I didn't say anything? Because that was just mean. I never said a word about you. Your words are hurtful. (laughs) Do you have a pretty cool story surrounding someone in your life? It could be a friend. It could be a child. It could be a spouse. I think I found one of my favorite stories ever Hmm. about how a dad became, how a guy became a dad for the first time. Can't wait to tell you this next. Do you have a really cool story of how you met someone in your life, a good friend, a teacher, maybe a spouse or even a child? Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to go down in history as one of my favorite stories, Kev, uh, about someone becoming parents. Um, There's this guy, he's a firefighter in Ocala, Florida, and he was pulling the overnight shift Mm -hmm. at the fire station. And all of a sudden, an alarm goes off at two o'clock in the morning, and it was not the alarm for get on your gear, slide down the pole, it's time to fight a fire. Okay. It was an alarm that someone had put a newborn baby in their safe haven baby box. Mm. And he thought, it's probably a false alarm, it's probably just malfunction, and he goes down there, and there's this little healthy baby girl in a pink blanket, and he said the minute they locked eyes, he fell in love with her. Mm. and he, as a firefighter, had a responsibility to go take the baby to the hospital. Yeah, right. right. So well, he, First of all, thank, thank God the, the mom or dad, whoever did it, thank God they did that. Yeah, right? exactly. That there's That's the 30th, I think, this year, or in the last couple of years that has been put in there. Because those scenarios um, could go wildly different, and thank God oh, they did. Oh, yeah, so glad. There's 148 safe haven boxes in the U.S., and 31 babies have been safely surrendered mm. since they started this program. So... Um, so anyway, he, um, he puts a note with the baby girl when he takes the baby to the hospital Mm -hmm. and he goes home and he tells his wife about it and they have been struggling for 10 years to have a baby. And she's like, and he goes, don't please stop. Don't get your hopes up. Mm -hmm. That note could get lost. I don't know what's going to happen. But in the note, he wrote about how they've been struggling for 10 years to have a baby and that they had been through all the 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 things that that you have to do to adopt. They've been completely approved by the state. And um, he says, the way I found her, this was God helping us out because that note did not get lost. And now that little baby girl is their daughter, little Zoe. She's a little redhead, little ginger. And they just feel like this was God's plan for her life and for their lives. What a great story. Isn't that incredible? Wow. Honey, you're not going to believe what happened at work today. (laughs) (laughs) You're a mom. (laughs) I love that story about the firefighter and that someone dropped the baby off in the safe baby box. And Mm -hmm. little Zoe. They wound up adopting. (laughs) Can you imagine what the conversation was like? When he went home, if when he told her, if his wife was, was she bought in or was she like, whoa, 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 hang on. I don't know if you heard me say she, he had to tell her, please do not get your hopes up. She was just like, this is it. This is God's plan. And he's like, listen, that note could get lost. You know, he just put it with the baby's blanket. They must've just been, had the mind frame. Like we are open to children, no matter what, no matter what way this child comes into our life, we're, we're open to it. But I think, and there's no comparison with this, but I think of like all the times I've I've found the dog walking down the side of the road. I'll I'll bring it home, and be like, honey, 
<laughs> and she's like, absolutely not. We've already got a kennel in here. We don't need more. My sister-in-law is that way with cats. <laughs> yeah. One time she rescued a cat on a bridge, risked her life, and she was supposed to be headed to a lunch meeting at work. Wow. And they drove by mm. and they were like, was that you on the bridge? Do you remember one time I was driving home from work? And, and if you guys don't know, my wife and I, we have a couple of greyhounds. And I'm driving home from work in a pretty fancy neighborhood, and I see a couple of greyhounds out running around, which is very, very odd to see them get loose from somewhere. And when they do, it can be trouble. Um, and I got the, I managed to get them in my car, and I drove them out to the greyhound rescue that we work with. And, and I told Trace, I was like, if they can't find the owners, can we keep them? And she's like, no, <laughs> no, we cannot. We are, we already have. We have two greyhounds and a third that's like the same size as a greyhound called a galgo. She's like, we might as well just get stables at this point if we're going to have five greyhounds. But they did find the owners and it was a big misunderstanding. Very responsible owners. It had a happy ending.